So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Before we jump in, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. Um, because of you, we were just named the number one coaching company and training company again, nice. 10 years in a row. Nice. Well thank you, 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 thank you. So really, it's, it's really a shout out to all my 227 coaches, the 200 plus people at Ferry International. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you. Now, with that said, I have five amazing agents right here inside my studio in Orange County. I've got David and James. I, I always like will say million dollar listing, and I know that's over, but so many people got to know you guys through that show. And then I have John and Lauren and Adam now on Buying Beverly Hills, another show, who did something that most people could never imagine. They took two wildly successful teams, and I'm going to say this, you all get it, five incredible egos and brought them into, it's like the Miami heat, right? Like with like bringing together a super team in Los Angeles in arguably one of the most complicated, complex real estate markets we've seen in a long time. But just for the one person that doesn't know who you guys are, quick introductions all the way around, right? Starting with James. Sure. James Harris, uh, born and raised in London, been in Los Angeles 19 years. David and I set up Bond Street Partners 10 years ago, and we are now Bond Collective with these three fabulous people under Tom Ferry Management. Let's go. Oh, oh that, wait, you're giving away the, you're giving my last, the e-block, the big announcement. Just kidding. Yes. Just kidding. Just kidding. But we're very happy to be here and uh, happy new year to everybody watching. Outstanding. Outstanding. Fire away. I'm David Parnes. I'm 32 years old. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. And, 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 what, was, it that, was it that obvious that I'm not 32 years old? I know Eight I've been years ago. Yeah. The last five years have been really rough, to be honest with you. Uh, five years ago. Yes. I think it'd be like the last like 32 months, if we were being really yeah, honest, was a little right. good and crazy. All right. Lauren, fire away. Uh, Brown and Rosenfeld Group. John and I have been working together for almost nine years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Been married for how many of those? Yes. Good question. Uh, almost eight. There we go. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody knew the... What was she wearing that day, John? Yeah. White. <laughs> White. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, it was you know, the day we met. Okay, I, I missed that, oh, gotcha. that one. Yeah. All right, so you kind of did an intro for John. John, how long in the business too? And I think we should clear that up with everybody also. Yeah, uh, so John Grauman, this is going to be my 20th year in the business. Uh, in fairness, I started as a mortgage broker. Yep. Um, and then had some experience as a developer. I've been selling full-time now for this will be year number 12. Wow. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Adam, flip that little microphone. It's doing a little wackadoo just so everybody hears you perfectly. Yep. Yes. Fire away. Uh, Adam Rosenfeld, originally from Miami. He yes. 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 I love that reference because that, that felt a special place in my heart. And like, the thought of like, you know, with no ego, a dream team coming together. I'm taking my towns to Miami. My that's towns. right. Yeah. That's right. I've been in Los Angeles for the better part of the last 11 years. And I've been in real estate for 10. My background was more on the legal side and mm -hmm. more recently on the development side. And I could not be more excited to be here with you guys and to be doing this with them. Yeah. All right. Outstanding. So, so really what we want to talk about today for you, and I already see like people checking in from all over the place and all the different channels. 
we want to talk about the obvious questions, right? So I'm going to hit with some obvious questions. I'm going to hit you guys with some not so obvious questions, right? About this merger, the market, expectations, what's going to happen with clients? How do you guys make the whole thing work? All of that. Then I pinged you. So I'm holding you accountable, Lauren. I asked everybody for what is one remarkable thing you're doing in your business today that you would recommend for every person watching, no matter where they are in the country or what their sales price is or around the world. And then I want to do some audience Q&A. So I'm going to hit you guys with the not so obvious questions. Actually, the obvious questions first. And you guys, whoever wants to answer can answer. The first question is, what was the backstory and what in the world were you guys drinking the night you came up with this idea? <laughs> so who wants to go? Why, why is this now a super group? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, we collectively always felt this was the direction our business was going in. It's no longer I, it's we. Yes. Um, and it all started over a very casual dinner of looking towards the future. Not in and my head, it wasn't casual. David's not joking, by the way. He had done the deal before we ordered appetizers. Um, but no, look, this, this was nine, 10 months of poking holes at this idea right. and sort of- And 10 years of friendship. That led 10 up to years it. of friendship right. and right. going through the kind of process of elimination. Like, let's talk ourselves out of it. And if we yeah. still don't by the end, then we know it was the right thing to do. And together we're a force. And, you know, we have big, big dreams, goals, aspirations of where we're going to be in the future and what our next steps are. And I think we're all aligned and we all bring something so different to the table in this partnership that it just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a similar experience yeah. as when Adam and I partnered, right. uh, we partnered with Adam rather, uh, about a year and a half ago where like initially it's like all right well i love you you love me but that that's not that's not a reason enough right okay so we have a mutual adoration for each other sure. it has to be something more than that then right. you start looking at what are our core values are those aligned right because we're going to build everything off of those pillars right and that's the thing we want people to understand is like we scrutinized this idea we challenged it we stress tested it we really put it under the microscope we yes. came and met with you yes. yeah i mean we really yes. looked at like okay so we all like each other we all but what but why and it was really that our whys were so closely aligned, is that we all had the similar why. So, so was it from whoever, was it the, hey, the consumer deserves a better experience? Or was it, we're all competing against each other anyway? Or was it like three plus two equals a thousand? Like, what, I think what that was, was the, more of it. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah. you say the why, help, like what was it? So I'll speak to that. I'm going to go back to the experience of starting to work with John and Lauren, you know, separately we each had a reach and it was, it was strong and powerful and we had beautiful businesses. And I think we found that when we put it together, it was almost like gasoline on the fire. It just ignited and the reach became exponentially larger. So it wasn't two plus two equals four. It kind of became two plus two equals 40. And that feeling now, you know, obviously merging with, with David and James feels that much larger. And, you know, I think for us in terms of where we see this business going, it just made so much sense. The chemistry we have together between the five of us is spectacular. And we genuinely like each other, like really like each other, spend time together socially. And we always say, you know, being successful and and having a beautiful business and making money is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But when you do that with people that you genuinely like, love and trust, there's nothing better than that. We said it walking in here. Oh, yes. We were walking in yes. and we said, we're working right this now. Working. This yeah. is working. Yeah. Like we just love each other. Right. Okay. <laughs> God, it's a love <laughs> fest. <laughs> it's just a love oh, fest. Oh, just wait for the people watching. And the I'm money gonna, is the I, there's going to be some not so obvious questions. You just yeah. wait. Okay. So yeah. why were you just such a yes for this? Is that 
Are you always like that? Is no. it intuition? Are you just impulsive? Like, Very. what is it? <laughs> <laughs> the latter, the, uh, yes. the, the list. He no, yes. Yeah, no, Sorry, totally. Yes. It is. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, my, <laughs> mini, my Mini Cooper that I get shit, I swore again, that, that people tell me I shouldn't be driving, which I love. Yes. By the way, he ran through a red light on the way over here, completely unaware. We just cruised right through it. My life flashed before my eyes. So we're going to talk <laughs> about it. My wife may or may not watch this podcast. Um, <laughs> I lose her car, but thank you. That's, and he's right. I can't we deny it. We need to put in the budget for 2023. <laughs> Drivers. 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 Yes. But, but yes. having said that, thank you. Um, yes, Lauren, go, go for it. Because, and then I'll explain my... Yeah, you okay, so are you sure? Yeah. Okay, so we were driving back. Lauren and John and Adam had been so helpful to us, James and myself and our really, team. Really, Lauren, though. Let's be real. <laughs> as much as we love that. John gave me great NAPA recommendations once, actually, I have you know. I've never seen a list like it. But so it, we, we, James and I wanted to take Lauren, and you probably invited you guys, you're probably busy, for lunch to say thank you. Because everything she did was totally selfless. It was almost like we are effectively competition. Yes, we're friends, but we're competition. But Lauren just wanted to see us succeed. And for me, I, you know, this business can be pretty cutthroat, right? And, and a lot of people have these big walls up and they hide behind them and they don't share information. Lauren just wanted to see us do it. She would recommend you to us for example we joined with Yvonne straight right away yep. I was in a conference yeah. walking around yes. like the next week but I still couldn't put it together and neither can James yep. yes. and and we were after lunch we were driving back right uh, to the office and I think Lauren said you know John and I always kind of joke about and Adam you know what if we we merged with 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 you guys I was like it's a bloody brilliant idea yeah did the group text set the dinner and the rest it, is history it, it it's serendipitous yeah okay yeah. now I want your perspective because I know, looking at at these four crazies, Canadian. that Canadian. you have the unique opportunity to stand in the middle of it all and attempt to manage it. So, what were you thinking when this was coming together? Uh, I guess that's a good question. Um, I, to David's point, I have always wanted to see them succeed. I also think it's important to understand the dynamic here. We literally used to share a wall in the agency's God office. God bless you, Laura. With no ceilings on it. Oh, and these yes. two. That's like, not loud. Well, more James than me. I'm actually quite quiet. Talking, like, so we're very intimately familiar with one another's businesses yes. over all this time. But I think to me, just seeing what's possible and mm -hmm. to what Adam said of like the exponential power of the group of them together. Yes. They're maniacs, but I'm used to that. <laughs> like, in my marriage, like, what's in my what's life. What's like, they're the sweetest, most kind, <laughs> lovable, like amazing maniac. So yes. there's, it, it, I welcome all of it. And it's not just me, so like sweet. it's our COO, yes. like I've built in layers yes. of insulation. Yes, yes very small. Yeah. So, so talk to me about the early challenges. It's, it's, I've been invested in a lot of companies and when I get excited about some change, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we're going to happen to help this person mm -hmm. to be so amazing. And then you get into the sausage making. And that's where it gets muddy. That's where it gets dirty. That's where it's like, what in the world were we thinking? I'm assuming you've had at least the five of you a few of those moments. I mean, we're in the thick of the mud right now. Look, at he's got no, she's saying, yeah. No, 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 Lauren is, Lauren is no joke. Yeah. We really haven't. Okay, we, so like, we're no, in we it haven't. right now, okay, like so with making us. really hard decisions, yes. which I can't disclose in this moment because mm -hmm. um, they haven't been made yet. But Adding that to the not so often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you couldn't disclose. Pick it away. <laughs> but, 
but on that being said, it's been amazing. Like everyone comes to it respectful, ready to make hard decisions. Everyone's bending and flexing, but I think it just goes back to how we all share the same values and it's about the greater good and not any one of us and any one of our own egos or opinions about things. Yes, I really agree with that. And I will just add, and I think this goes for anyone in business, any business partnership is you need to identify your strengths and weaknesses, right? And I am very clear of what my weaknesses are. And the other thing I love about this partnership and any partnership is you have to play on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. And when you talk about the big decisions that we're making and the things that we're doing, we're now able to delegate those to our CEO, to our COO, and trust the process that they've got our back for the better of the business. And I think that was one thing we always said over and over and over, the business is put first. And I've already seen it with the way they work and their business. And I know with us, put the business first and the rest will follow. And that's kind of like- Because we're all aligned. We're all aligned and you have to agree to disagree, but you have to trust the strengths that be yeah. behind the scenes to make those decisions. And the only thing I'll, the only thing I'll add to that is that James is actually not taller than me. He's standing on a block right <laughs> I, This is the best podcast. I, just, I, th- I will come back anytime. I, I thought he looked tall. I was because like, I am happen. standing mm-hmm. on a block. And I'm not. I want it. Which, by the way, is the best part of my block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, good seeing you down there. So, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I have to agree with everything you said. But the truth is, it's strengths and weaknesses. And um, you guys are incredible. And I'm... And you are too. I'm, I'm very grateful to be part of this. And Renee as well. And everyone. So what's... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, I was certainly concerned. I think we all were about potentially having too many voices in the room. Right, right. But not only has everyone come to this with a really open mind and open heart and accepted when, mm-hmm. you know, well, I think people come to willing to hear someone else's opinion and potentially change theirs if they feel yes. differently. Um, but I heard something beautiful the other day. I'll try to get it right here in terms of, you know, the right partnerships that you can have disagreements. That's fine. That's functional and then mm-hmm. it's healthy, but it's a different thing to have a fight, right? A disagreement is something to convince. A fight is something to win. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't want to win anything that they lose yeah. and yeah. vice versa. Sounds very Ray Dalio principles. If you've That's read not it. who I got it from. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know where I got it? I got it from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was, so it was an acceptance speech. All I know is I'm about to cry over here. <laughs> Do you note it down at the time? It's like, good one. Put that in yes, head. add this to the Tom Perry podcast. Um, Mike drop. How do we make decisions? Um, more or less, it's the majority. Um, but again, depending on what the decision is, if it's more in my and the COO's lane, they will oftentimes have an opinion, but then defer to us. They have carte blanche. Okay. For sure. So like the, when it, the exact team. hundred percent. When it, when it's dealing with something structural, which is what they're in the weeds in every single sure. day, you know, the four of us monkeys are out there selling and mm-hmm. we don't get as involved on the back end of the business as they do. We certainly want to chime in from time to time with, you know, overarching things that need to be discussed, mm-hmm. but we have absolute intrinsic trust in Lauren and Renee, our CEO, mm-hmm. excuse me, our COO. Mm-hmm. And when the, those decisions need to be made, they have our full authority to do whatever it is that needs to be done. So, so what's in it for the clients? A lot. Wow. But have you, but have you, have you actually mapped it out to say, you know, hey, we were doing this and they were doing this and now we put it together this way and this is what, have you done that? I think that, you know, the things that the clients want from us, particularly in like the ultra high end arena Mm -hmm. is they want reach, they want attention, Mm -hmm. um, they want uh, service and 
this collaboration allows us to do all of those things on such a greater level, right? right. Our reach, again, doesn't go from two to four, it goes from two to 40, as Adam said. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the support and the service that they get because any one of us are essentially interchangeable. And yes. we've already in the first week of the new year, we just signed our first listing together as a group and did already- all, Did all of you go? Uh, three of us went. Okay. Um, and the question was afterwards, it was like, you three are great. Where's your fourth? Right? They were like, they well, wanted me to Thanks for the bloody invite. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nice. You were, you were in your Mini Cooper running through yeah. headlights. Yeah. And well, they just well. felt it was um, But no, and we've already, I think, found a way to kind of effortlessly share in that process and like understand who's going to come in here. And then we, you know, we'll have our challenges in terms of, I thought you were doing that or I thought you were doing that. But it so far has been really seamless, as has kind of everything. It just felt really organic. So you two would go on presentations together. You two would go on presentations together. No, sorry, together. you guys didn't, right? Did you guys go separately we've all always, the time? Not, not all the time, but we've always been um, of the mindset from when we started, um, we divide and conquer, and that's what we did. Smart. And it's kind of like a full circle whereby that's happened, and now it's, you know, it's changed into, like, we come back together again, yes. the four of us, five of us, really. And it's kind of special. But back to your other point, your other question, um, Tom, that you said – you know, how do you service your clients better? Mm -hmm. It might be a bold statement, but I genuinely believe it because I have not seen it before. Mm -hmm. The more we delve into this merger, the more it became clear to me personally mm -hmm. how good this is going to be yes. and how good it already mm -hmm. is. And, and a lot of it is thanks to Lauren and Renee. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't seen, and we've been trying to emulate it for years, I haven't seen firsthand a company that is run that well that I have been exposed to in my entire life. And I actually believe... Thanks. Yeah. Genuinely. I mean, credit where credit's due. There should be a round of applause there. We can yeah, <laughs> actually should be. Um, and that's all mom. It's a standing ovation and a box. Yes. yes. I'll I'll take the ball. Maybe give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're already tall enough. <laughs> but I think that this is going to be the biggest, most significant real estate team, certainly in the luxury market, in the country, if not the world. Mark those words. Yes. And that's not being arrogant. That's just, and I'm not even taking credit for it. If anything, it's Lauren. I'm, I'm just seeing it and I'm proud to be part of it. It's just incidental I am, but I can see it happening. Okay, so let's do the not so obvious questions. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> hey, Mauricio, we would like to have a meeting with you. And then the five of you walk in and, and every executive knows you've had this experience. When five agents walk into your office, you're like, something is going to go incredibly wrong. Why don't you share when Billy what didn't happened? actually believe it? Yeah, right. Um, so, okay, with Billy Rose was okay, in the meeting so, also. So, who was, yeah. Yes. Tell them the reason behind yes. how we had an excuse to meet. Oh, yes. So, and remember we're on Instagram Live. Just saying. Just put it out there real quick. Quick yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Hi, It's so good. Not a chance. Not a chance. Like two former clients and Farrah, who's a client. Like, hey, hi. So, the agency recently took over a new office space just across the hall, right? And they had come to us and said, hey, you know, both of your teams are growing. You need more space. We're thinking about what would you guys think about maybe both of you going next door? And we were like, I don't know. Kind of yeah, I think we could probably make that work. Like we're already having these conversations. You put the new bond. <laughs> so the meeting was kind of under the heading of we want to talk about the office space, which again, Look, we love the agency. We've all been there a long time. Mm -hmm. It felt mm -hmm. disingenuous to not be more forthcoming, but we just had to keep a tight lid on this. Yeah. The fact that we were able to keep it a secret for as long as we did is nothing short of a miracle. I right. mean, the five of us and you are pretty much the only people on this planet that even knew this was happening. But again, we needed that opportunity to really stress test it, make yeah. sure we were ready to yeah. reveal it. Um, so You have no idea how hard it was. People were like, <laughs> Tim Smith was like, hey, you posted a photo with all... 
are they emerging? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it was like the first West mm-hmm. really? yeah. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> smart yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Right. I, mean, I, think Mo, I think Mo is just a little shell shock because oh, sure. he's got so much going on at any given moment. Right. I think he thought we were coming in to talk about an office space and like, he's like, office space, get this off my plate, yeah, talk like, somebody else. Yes, and then we other. told them and he was like, Oh, that's amazing. Oh, okay. All right. Let me think of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And then Billy joined the meeting late yes. and Billy said, so what did I miss? And we were like, oh my God, we just went through the whole thing. We went, well, in short, we're merging. He went, I think that's great. Cause he thought it was a complete joke. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, well, good for you guys. Like did not even take it seriously. Uh, we're like, right. oh, we're actually being serious. Yes. So, um, I mean, overall, I think that they, you know, welcome the, yeah, they welcome the news yeah. with open arms. They're really yeah. I think they're, they're genuinely really excited for us. And I think they also see the potential this holds for the agency. Sure. Right. Obviously, we love the agency. We're so happy there. And we see a beautiful future with those guys. And we know that this is great for the company in terms yes. of how we're going to be able to recruit and continue to champion that brand. Okay, so I'm gonna the not so obvious question. When does Santiago join? When does <laughs> join? <laughs> hey, what's up, Ben Black? Right, like, and all of a sudden now you guys are half the company's volume in Beverly Hills. And I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. We talked about this years ago. You guys were not there at the summit years ago when I said you watch super teams are going to be formed, right. and we also said yeah. super teams will be acquired over time because there was just only so many independent real estate companies you could buy mm. and next up would be to buy teams no you guys are not for sale this is none of that stuff but well, hold on. we just we make that check payable too <laughs> we see we see this you know this growing trend so i, I am curious like how do, how are your other peers in, you know, did Aaron Kerman reach out and go, what? Like, like, how did, how is everybody responding to all this? Um, I think it was a bit of a mixed bag. I think yeah. for the most part, most people were overwhelmingly gracious yes. and congratulatory. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, those were super close to peers. And then there were some people who just didn't get it. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people feel a need to speak up when maybe there's sure. no reason to. And sure. Maybe it's going to hate. It's going to hate. Maybe it's going to hate. Some people, some people just, just have a hard time thinking larger. And, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I can certainly appreciate mm-hmm. everyone's perspective. Right. Regardless of that, I think we are all absolutely resolute in the decision and yes. have no doubt with complete certainty that 100%. this is the right path. Hundred percent. Yeah, I genuinely think, for me at least, the the, the feedback from everybody in the mm-hmm. agent community mm-hmm. was nothing but supportive. Mm-hmm. I think those that have a problem with something is usually them internalizing a problem with themselves sure. or wishing they were a part of something perhaps that they're not. But the way I see things is that success breeds success. I've yes. lived by that for so yes. many years. Yes. And when you talk about the Ben Balics and the Santiago's, mm-hmm. we know that they're probably not joining our team. We're not going out to <laughs> hire those people. I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to get a text uh, from like Santiago like, really? No, really? Santiago's oh. a dear friend of all of us. But like, we're not going out to coach anyone. But I think... It's attraction rather than yes. promotion. You're going to see agents in our business. They're going to see what we're doing. They're going to want to be a part of it, and they're going to come. I don't think it's us going out actively trying to get agents. Mm-hmm. We want to put out a great business, a great brand, show people what we do, how we do it, the way we do it. And if they want to come, great. Yeah. We're ready. And it's going to mean something to be a mock collective agent. This Correct. is not like an open-door policy yes. where it's revolving. Like This is going to be a Navy SEALs unit of right. agent that we're bringing in here. So what's interesting, and I just, I'm curious for everybody's perspective, you look at what's happened just in the last 120 days with the market making the adjustments, Drew Fenton leaving, starting another, like there's a lot of change happening in the market. And, you know, I do get the phone call when, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Can we meet? And, and I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that we are in a declining real estate transaction market, right? 
that doesn't mean the end of the world, but right, when you're yeah. used to 6.9 million individual units and you drop down to 5.1 million, mm -hmm. it feels like you hit, well, you, the rest of us, it feels like hitting a red light. You just keep going. So, so totally in keeping with that going through the red light, yes. we intend to keep going through that red light, but no, genuinely, that is the time whereby you need to be best positioned or we need to be best positioned to capitalize yes. on the inventory yes. that is still there because yes. people need somewhere to live. Interest rates are actually not that bad. You yes. can borrow below 5% historically. That's a great rate. Agreed. If anything, inventory is low, but we have a lot of good listings coming up. So if we can control the inventory, effectively, yes. we have a huge influence on the market. What we're doing is we're positioning ourselves to best take advantage of that. Yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, this is probably the best market to be doing what we're doing. Correct. Because when we come up on the other side, that's right. We right. won't be number three team in the country. We'll be number one. Right. What better time to like scale <laughs> yes. go and look internal and work on yes. the business yeah. than the down yeah. and the market? Okay. So let's switch gears to the C block and let's talk directly to all the friends watching. So there's a lot of advice. I mean, so what's fun is I think everybody except for Adam, what, you just don't want to speak at my events, Adam. Like, what? I don't think I ever got the invite, Tom. I was talking about <laughs> saying if Tom wants me on stage. Tom can pick up the phone and call. Stepping off my Apple box. All of you are spending some. Time, I mean, obviously, right? So the collective is spending time on stage in LA or San Diego or Orange County coming up this week. Talking about ops, talking about listings, etc. Um, so you all have a lot of advice to give to people that are watching right now. So everyone watching wants to grow in 2023, regardless of market conditions. Tell tell our listeners, what are you doing specifically better or more consistently or different or you're adding to ensure success? So whoever wants to go first. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of things. Please. I, these might be a little bit You're like, this is the, the stuff I would have shared had no, you put no. me on your stage. Um, <laughs> just warming up edit, now. <laughs> edit this out, we'll play a clip of this. Yes. <laughs> this is maybe a little ethereal. It's more on, on the psychology side, I guess. But, you know, I've been getting into YouTube a little bit in my yes. time. I come yeah. home at night and I don't have the patience to like watch Netflix anymore. So Good. I'm always looking for things you. to, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, there's one show. <laughs> um, there's one show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Beverly Hills. Yeah. A little soft plug there. I binge watched like four of them recently. It was, it was, I mean, I was super entertained. Yes. Love yes, it. yes. Yes. Shout out. So one of the guys I love watching is Gary Vee and Gary Vee yeah. talked about something that, you know, really kind of hit home for me, which is this notion of being an enthusiast as opposed to being an expert. Yes. And you know, while I'd like to think of myself as an expert and maybe others will look at us as such, yes. I think it's so important to, to go into this kind of business every single day, thinking of all the different things that you can accumulate and learn and how that's going to help you place yourself in terms of the industry and, and the perspective that 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 breeds. And for me, just being so enthusiastic about what we do every single day, getting up and attacking this work with like an enthusiasm, unknown to mankind. I'm a Michigan guy and Jim Harbaugh always talks yes. about yes. attacking each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Yes. And I think, you know, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yep. And for me, I just kind of look at it as a game every single day. And I try to be completely outcome independent. And I know that sounds like a crazy thing because we all do this essentially to earn a great living um, and to provide. But I find that when I, I take that part out of it and I just focus on the process, mm -hmm. I do my job a lot better because the emotions don't kind of get to me. And yes. I don't worry so much about the wins and the losses. And I see the field much clearer. Yes. So, so much of it is just playing off that, <clears throat> working on the roadmap tour and all my notes. And one of the, one of the points is, if I were to reflect on 30 plus years of conversations with wildly successful agents and new agents and everybody in between, what I hear is your identity determines your, your beliefs, right? And your beliefs ultimately create your rituals and that's how you generate results. So 
So what do you think is the right identity, Adam, in this market that an individual agent should have? And maybe speak to the camera directly because there's probably someone listening right now that's like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I haven't had, I talked to a, one of our clients in Israel a couple of days ago. Get this, he's the number one team in Jerusalem, right? So Remax agent in Jerusalem. And I said, how's the market? He said, we're off 65% wow. on transactions in November and wow. December. Whoa. He went from doing like 8.7 million shekels a year in GCI wow. to la- yeah. Come on, brother. Like, I've been there before, baby. We Keep accept real, shekels man. as well. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, we don't want Bitcoin anymore. We'll take shekels. Yeah, yeah, all day long. But, but having a conversation with him, what was fascinating, so big shout out to Ari, right? What he was saying was, hey, look, because the market turned, it doesn't impact my identity. Mm-hmm. I'm still a bad mother beep. Like, he's like, I'm still going to get after it. Like, I just know we need to do more. We need to be more aggressive. We need to make more phone calls. We need to do more open house. Like, he was just like, he was in this ramp up mode. But a lot of people, when they think, you know, um, LA, Southern California is off 40% on transactions, yep. right? Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right? Is off 50% on transactions, yep. right? You know, now granted the sales price are up 29%. How does somebody get their identity back when, when yeah. so much of it might have been tied to the market? I think that's a, a really good question. It's a tough one. And speaking more to the camera, I think there's many different ways to look at that, Tom, right? So like the first thing is doing the things that I know you always preach, which admittedly I've struggled with. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to get up day, to make my phone calls, to do my rounds. Yep. Um, you know, so, you know, honing in on that discipline, especially in a down market, you know, working on your sphere of influence and making sure you're hitting the right people up on a regular basis. <laughs> but doing so in a really authentic way, right? I think yes. there's this notion of being in real estate and what that means and like the stigma that comes with like the used car salesman mentality sure. of real estate that we certainly don't relate to, right? Yes. We get up every single day and we act as our authentic selves. And when we are asking for business, I think we're doing so in a much more subliminal manner by being ourselves, being as likable and charismatic as possible, putting yourselves in positions to be around people that make big decisions and then working that sphere warmly and organically. Yes. And I think in doing such, you know, as long as you have this aggressive mentality that there is no quit, you're going to figure out a way to be successful because anybody can be successful in this business if you're willing to do the things that need to be done, regardless of the cards you were dealt at birth. It's yeah. possible for anybody. I agree. Love that. Well said. Okay. James, what does somebody have to do to be wildly successful in this market? Yeah, I'll speak to the individual agent rather than the agent that's on a team or a, sure. a mega team. You know, I believe that your brand is everything. Right. This is what we mm-hmm. realized very early on, that reality becomes perception. Mm-hmm. We're in a market that's changing. That's OK. We have to accept it. Acceptance is key. But what I've always done and what's always worked for me is understand who I am, what my brand is, and that reality or perception is reality. And what I mean by that is the glass has to always be half full. No matter what's going on, we can always find positive. Instead of dwelling on the negatives, instead of thinking about what's not, how the market's changing, how interest rates are going up, look for the opportunity, look for the positives, not the negatives. And with all of that, once you've figured out who you are, what you are, what you want your brand to be, go out and create it because your brand is who you are. And what I mean by that is think outside of the box of how you can be different to your competition and then go out there and 
own that space, own it and be consistent. And I think the biggest problem that agents have in our industry is they're not consistent in what they do. They put all of this time into coming to a Tom Ferry summit or hiring a coach or a mindset person or reading a book. They go out, they implement those things for a day, a week, a month, and then they go back to their old habits. So as an agent, whether it's social media, whether it's door knocking, whether it's connecting with your community, whatever it may be, go out, do it consistently on repeat over and over again. You have to live it. You have to breathe it. You have to sleep it. You have to get passionate about it. And this business is about pipeline. If you go out, create your brand and identity, go out and do it passionately over and over again, you'll start seeing that your pipeline starts building and building and building. And then it goes back to you throw enough mud at the wall. Something's got to stick. And before you know it, you're closing deals. You're going to have to work on yeah, your enthusiasm. You see why we, That's how I feel. Why we're this, this is why we work with them. No, but, 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 but this is truly how I feel. I, I, Really? All, that's very obvious. Yeah, and, 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 and the truth is you have to carry yeah. yourself. You wake up in the morning. Are you going to sit there and think about how shit the day before was and how you're in an argument yeah. with your mother and father yeah. and your marriage is awful? No, you're going to think about positivity, how I'm going to get up, get dressed, look good, feel good, go out, carry yourself about I mean, the day and make money. Right, right, like, right. Amen. right. Up out of bed and you're the agency you are today. We all started actually around the same time, actually mm-hmm. the same company. Same company, yep. Yeah. Really yeah. did. They created, they they understood what their niche was and what they were going to go after. And then they just went out and did it with right. passion, with consistency, with enthusiasm, which they both just exude. Yes. And the results come if you yes. keep up with it Amen. day in and day out. Yeah. How do you add value is like the real question, yes. right? Like there's in Los Angeles alone, there's 30,000 real estate agents. Everybody and their mother knows a hundred of them. Right. They're going to choose who they want to work with, who they know, like, and trust. So you know, if there is zero barrier to entry other than basically a couple courses and a test to basically take care of some of the largest investments and transactions people are going to make, what value are you able to add as an individual, as a group, as a team that's going to make somebody want to work with you as opposed to thousands of other people? But it all starts with you. I want to come to John on market knowledge, but first, fun fact, because we're doing all this MLS uh, data right now on LA, Orange County, San Diego in prep. And so there's there's 23,000 active agents in the last 12 months mm-hmm. in LA. And all that means is wow. one closing. Amen. There's yeah. 30,000 licenses. Right. Wow. But would it shock you to hear wow. that 2.7% of the agent population controls 17% of all the listings? Wow. That would be you guys, the top. Yeah. I yeah. believe it, actually. Yeah. But here's the opportunity for the person listening, especially for the top teams right now. 64% of all the agents in LA County did between two and four listings sold. I'm sorry, one and four. So the average is two. Mm-hmm. So I think, no, no, listings, listings sold. Okay. Right. Yep. So, so think about this right now. So if you're watching this and you're a brand new agent, I'm not, I'm not in any way, shape or form poo-pooing on you. I'm acknowledging that I think one of the great trends going forward is how do we put your knowledge on steroids? How do we make you guys the obvious choice? And when I say you, I mean, everyone watching, right? Like because consumers right now, they're making a decision in this market to list with their Uncle Larry, right? You know, Aunt Phyllis, who's from, you know, Glendora, and they're in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Aunt Phyllis, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You with me? And and what's happening is I'm just convinced that that's going to be the next expired listing that Ben Balak's going to call and convert or someone, <laughs> someone else, right? So You've seen those videos. <laughs> it's, it's an enormous number of listings, yeah. right? It's about... Um, no, take the It's 24% of all the listings, 64% of all the agents, mm-hmm. right? That's a huge opportunity. 
Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. I think market knowledge and getting it out on steroids is one of the ways yeah. you create a degree of separation. Talk to us about market knowledge. Uh, it's so funny. I'm, I'm sitting here or standing here rather, you know, listening to each one, each person's answer. And again, we each have different strengths that complement each other, right? Yep. Adam talks about being yep. the enthusiast. Yep. And I'm thinking my part in this is, is being the market expert, right? right? That's as much as I, you know, love the idea of being the enthusiast and I want to be that as well. What I truly embrace is I want to be that person that someone sits across and goes, wow, this person really understands what moves the market, right. how it functions, yep. where we are, and hopefully gives me some insights potentially where we're going. Yep. So, you know, look, I listen a lot. I read a lot. I follow. I follow Keeping Current Matters, obviously. And, and you know, I call mortgage brokers and escrow officers. What are you seeing? What's the fallout rate? Where are interest rates right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I truly mm -hmm. make myself the market expert, and that's one of the ways that I differentiate myself. Yep. Um, and again, I think that you can't have just one or the other. I think it's a combination of all of those forces that really make what this team is. So I just, uh, in Park City over the holidays, I asked a couple of buddy of mine, one is a board member of a $45 billion business, doesn't, owns a lot of real estate. One is a, a private equity guy and another guy is a real estate guy. And I basically asked him this question, how would you select a real estate agent today? Oh, I right? love and that. Right? And yeah. you want to know the answer? Yes. I want the person who can tell me about the market today. Mm -hmm. I don't care about what they did six months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care about what they did a year ago. Mm -hmm. I don't care. They were number one in 1972. I want to know how well do they know mm -hmm. yep. the Deer Valley, the the, the, the Solomir market right now. I love that. And I thought that was a re and, and all three of them were unanimous about it. Like everybody says they're number one. Yep. Show me the person that can tell me exactly what happened on the last three transactions on my street. The irony for me is that nobody quite knows where the market is going. Yep. Yet ironically, everyone seems very quick to want to label it. Yes. Right? Yes. All the market is doing right now is what the market's doing right now. It's literally, Correct. we're in a shifting market. Right. It's still trying to find its footing. Yep. Once the Fed starts paling off rate hikes and the market finds its footing, we sort of reach our cruising altitude. Right. Then we can kind of <laughs> adjust to like the new norm and people right. will know where we are. Because right. I'm a firm believer that we can, markets can perform well, whether they're in up markets or down markets, but you need to know which one we're in. And Correct. the last six months feels like people have been getting tossed in the surf and they just don't know up from down. Right. Once the market kind of stabilizes, you're going to see a renewed sense of confidence and you're going to see people want to buy back into the market. So I don't know about you guys, but I've talked to, I don't know, half a dozen really successful teams and individual agents just in the first couple of days of the year. Everybody's saying the same thing, especially coming off this last Sunday, Southern California, New York City, the Hamptons, everywhere. They're like, I had open houses and it was crazy yeah. busy, mm -hmm. like 30 people, like pandemic busy. And I'm not saying that's your marketplace. I'm not. I'm just acknowledging a lot of people are saying, there's just a sense of mm -hmm. like, and, and it, hey, it's new year, new you. Mm -hmm. We know that January is the most trafficked month on the internet for new homes than any other month outside of maybe closest July, mm -hmm. right? So we know that's there. Okay, what does an agent have to do to be successful in this market? I think I think it's very simple. Firstly, don't overcomplicate it, right? I think you have to look for the opportunities in every single situation. It's kind of like the glass being half full situation. You have to be smart about it, right? So we go back to the thing. I would really focus on getting listings. Put yourself out there. Sit open houses. To your point, 
Lots of people are coming through these right. houses. And by the way, right. a lot of people with open houses, back to that, it's like, oh, there are a lot of looky-loos, a lot of neighbors. It was a waste of time. No. All sellers. Every single neighbor is mm-hmm. going to be a future seller. They are clients, your future pipeline right. of business coming That's in, right. which you're going to multiply your business with. Sit the open houses. Get the listings. Work with buyers as well, because I'll tell you something. We're not in a financial crisis like in 2007, 2008, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the people that own properties right now are either all cash or they have really good rates of interest locked in. So if anything, we're going to have a a restriction of supply, which is why I'm saying sit those open houses, pick up those contacts and get those listings. With those listings, you will dominate the market. It might not happen overnight, but if you're consistent about it, it will get you to where you want to be. And there's no magic wand. People say, oh, how do you do what you do? Is that they literally think we wave a magic wand and it happens. We roll up our sleeves, we stick to the formula and we never give up. And we remain ethical and stay in our lane. And that's exactly how we have built our business to where it is today from scratch. And by the way, we're two English guys. We didn't know anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but everyone we- thinks you guys are just smarter than sound. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it is one of those great ironies. The Brits somehow just so yes. they sound smarter. Right. That's what we do. We didn't but, know but our way around for crying Bjorn, out loud. Over uh, Bjorn Figueroa. It's yep. mm-hmm. he's, like, he's like, but you know, like, I got this Aussie accent. I'm like, Listen, man. Yeah, people just fall in love with you because the yeah. accident. They're I was on the phone with him this morning, actually. Yeah. But that's he's speaking, a great dude. Speaking to that sort of yes. the notion of identity and what is each agent's identity yes. in this yes. market. Look, let's be let me be clear. The, the last two years have not been easy, but it's been easy to do to sell houses, yes. right? It's been really challenging just because the sheer volume of business has been overwhelming Correct. and hard to deal with it. But it's been much easier to sell houses than it is currently, and probably will be for the next you know foreseeable future here. Um, but. This is when you get tested, right? right? If you don't look at this as an opportunity, as a challenge to really define yourself and say, well, I better step up. I better dig in that's here right. because right. otherwise I'm going to get swept away, yes. right? Because that's the reality is if you don't have a foothold in this market, you're not surviving this cycle. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what's your identity, your identity is, you know, buck up, dig in and get ready because this is what you're going to have to go through. Wartime general. But, that's it. Wartime but general. let me add one thing to that because Please, we're talking about knowledge, being an expert, Mm -hmm. and all of that is very true. But I think to the new agent out there, you don't have to become the know-it-all day one. I think that, you know, if I'm looking at an agent that I'm bringing onto my team that's new, I think it starts with you. How much do you believe in yourself? How much do you believe in your ability to climb to the top? How much do you believe in your ability to go out and be passionate and go and find new business, make contacts, make relationships with other agents? How much do you believe in yourself that you're going to be successful in this industry? For me, if you truly believe in yourself and your identity and your brand and you are your own biggest competition, I want to sit down and talk with you because those are the winners. The knowledge and information will come next and it might come light hand in hand, but it all starts right here with you. Like You have to go out there, remove fear from your vocabulary and know that you're going out in a business where you write your own paycheck. So if it doesn't start here where you believe in yourself, you're in the wrong business. You should go get a day job where you're making a salary. You know, that's it for me. I don't know if you guys were all in the room when uh, Vincent Kessel, who's 19 years old, was on stage at the summit. I think- Young guy. I I was. Literally, so so he's at 15 or $16 million in sales last year on like 12 transactions. He looks like, if you're watching, you know I love you. You're like a a godson to me. He looks like he's like 11, right? right? But what he said One was, day he'll appreciate that. I'll be 41 in a couple of months. Yeah. Don't Take even get me started as the senior statesman here. <laughs> but the point was, to your point, like he literally said, 
I'm just going to go do more meetings. I'm going to like, he, he moved from Melbourne, Florida, where his dad has a 500 gazillion transaction business. He could have been on easy street. And he said, no, I'm going to go make my own way. Moved to Palm beach. Mm -hmm. That's uh -huh. a low end, easy marketplace guy. to live in. And he just said, I'm going to knock on doors. I'm going to make phone calls. I'm going to hold open houses of other agents listings. I'm going to do whatever it takes. He did buy realtor.com that got him like six or seven yeah. transactions. That yeah. was awesome too. But the point is like, we're all saying the same thing. It's mm -hmm. work ethic, mm -hmm. stay in your lane, do mm -hmm. but you got to believe. Totally. What does an agent have to do to be organized? in this environment. I was just going to add one thing to the whole experience part of yeah. it that I was thinking about as you guys were talking, which is that's one thing as a newer agent that you can control. Yes. You may not be able to control who's in your Rolodex and how easily you can get in front of potential sellers, but you can control market knowledge. And yes. I think we've honestly struggled with this with some agents we've worked with um, in the past, which is agents have become very reactive versus being proactive. Like yeah. yep. if you don't have business and you're, and even if you do, these guys all attest to it, you should be out pounding the pavement. You should be out every hey, Sunday man. previewing properties, yes. every broker caravan, like you should be studying everything. So when that opportunity does come, when there's a referral or someone picks up the phone or someone answers the door, mm -hmm. you're able to step into it and know mm -hmm. it. And that doesn't necessarily take experience. Yes, it grows with experience, of course, but that's something that you actually have control over. Right. But I would Love even, it. okay, so Ron, leg, legendary, he was at Coal Banker. I think he's still at Del Coal Salvo? Banker. Ron DeSalvo. Ron DeSalvo. Yeah. Okay, guy. listen to this. <laughs> he was in my office <laughs> when we all met. He was in my office, Ron DeSalvo, myself, and Betty Graham. And Betty, I won't disclose all the details, but Ron was like, I just need to jumpstart my career. COVID is over. What do you recommend? And I was like, how'd you get started? I knocked on doors. I did this. I did that. I did this. That's and I focused on getting appointments and I focused on like serving clients. And he's like, and I was like, you should do that again. <laughs> he was like, that'll be $10,000, please. Tonight. Right. He is a legend. I mean, if you're watching, you know, I love you, right? And you owe me a text message, but like legendary <laughs> yeah. real estate agent. And I think what, what happens is sometimes someone's watching you guys and they get so enamored by the charm, the looks, the track record, the experience, the new, and, and we just forget like whoever works the hardest wins. Yeah, that's A hundred percent. Can I tell you the best thing that happened and to David and I? And then you're up with organization. Don't, don't the think I The best thing that happened to David <laughs> and I when we started door knocking, the best thing, Projection. hands down, bar none, was we knew nothing. And I can only look back at that now. Hi, where are we? What country that. are we in? It's a thousand percent true. Why? Because we had no fear on that basis. There's no fear. You can't get right. scared about something yeah. you don't know. There's so many agents. I was chatting to one on our team to yesterday. Do you know like, how much abuse we got, like by the way? You sit there, you we think about it. You, 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 you can't sit and think. You have to go out and act. It's action. Right. Like you, right. you just have to and go I out and do it. For all four of these, and I've also ran a couple big agents' businesses. And I always said to him, even when you were starting out on the sales side, about Larry Young, yes, um, who's a dear, dear friend of ours, is he worked harder than everyone else. It right. wasn't right. a secret. Right. He, he was right. there later than everyone. Yep. He showed up earlier. He mm -hmm. did more. And all four of these guys share that exact same thing, almost to a, a fault, because I live with one of them. <laughs> Put your phone down. But Adam. They're oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were both. Not even going to go. I'm not, I, was, I was going to. And I'm, uh, speaking of getting organized, which one is it? <laughs> You don't want to be in a car with two of them together ever. And this is exactly what happened on the way down here. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? It's perfect. Neither one I'm talking. They're just on the phone the entire time. I got to take this call. No, I got to no, take, yeah. take this I had call. to pull over on the freeway to let her drive so yeah. I could just yes. get to respond to stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they work harder than everyone else, which is a big, big piece of it.
top three pieces of software you use to manage the business? Mm. I wasn't expecting that question. Uh, top three pieces of software. Um, I would say one of the things that we've, uh, well, I mean, something as simple with the team is Slack. Yeah. Being able to communicate in one place. And yeah. we are all about communication and collaboration. So that's a big piece of it, I think. Just kind of bringing the walls down so no one's on an island. Um, I would say our CRM yeah. um, and being able to continue coaching and training our agents yes. on how to effectively use it and Especially trying to train right these four. Which follow-up boss is the CRM she's referring to. Follow-up boss is the CRM. And then even though this isn't a system, mm -hmm. the piece that I was going to, my answer was going to be, even though we have so many processes and systems and we're a well-oiled machine and all of that, not to say we, that we can't always improve on things, we're really going back and dissecting each and everything that we're doing. Yes. So putting together a completely new marketing plan in support of these four four guys. Mm -hmm. If it's open house strategy, we're diving in and it's like, what layers can we add in right. to differentiate ourselves, to go the extra mile, to squeeze the juice as much as we can versus just like, oh, we put up some signs, we show up, we try and interact with a few people and there's our day. Like, no, we are door knocking. We're learning the, what's sold in that area off market. We're looking for pockets. We're doing mm -hmm. all of this prep mm -hmm. work. And I think for the four of us or five of us, we've all been in this business long enough to have gone through different waves and dips. So our work ethic hasn't kind of wavered through that. But I think for a lot of newer agents in the business, they're just used to it being easier. Again, being reactive versus proactive. And, and I know when you say easy, everyone watching knows it was easy to enter a listing in the MLS. Correct. It was hard to field 38 offers, yeah. right? Depending on right. the price points. It was easy to find a buyer. It was hard to get an offer accepted, right? Yeah. right? I don't think there's anything about this business. I mean, everything's easy and everything's hard, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so Slack communication, follow-up boss living inside the CRM. And then I love like Stephanie Younger published for us at the summit, like here's our open house strategy. And it yeah. was like pages and pages and pages of going deep. We literally like, have a listing playbook, right. which includes our open house strategy. Oh, like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we've been working towards this right. for 10 years and right. lauren just gave it to us Queen on a platter. System. Like, she's she's a technician she's a surgeon yes but it's, like, it's, it's constant and never-ending innovation i right. love it constant yeah. never-ending innovation always yeah. looking at it always reinventing yes. it we're just yes. you're never there right no. the top of every summit is the bottom of the next one right like you're just always kind of working towards something and finding yeah. how to refine it and make it better As it wasn't it wasn't iphone one and yeah. stop <laughs> you're right exactly right. we did it right <laughs> 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 I got my exactly. listing presentation. <laughs> it's done forever. No. Exactly. As, I say, as our COO often says, like we're not afraid to blow, I'll say stuff instead of the actual word. Oh my God. And wow. So. We're not afraid to, not afraid to blow <laughs> shit up. I think that's yeah. what she's trying yes. to say. Yes. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you guys didn't get it? <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Moving on. Thing. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> There you go. No, All right, so, so I'm going to say to the audience really quickly, and I, I know my team is back here watching. It's a little hard for me to see it on this, but I'd love to do a couple of questions from the audience. Yes. First, though, I want to give a, a little friendly coaching advice, and I'd love your feedback on it. So the, the thing that I want to stress to you watching right now is having now completed 65,000 hours of coaching Wow. in an environment like this, even listening to the five of them, I can get a little overwhelmed with, oh God, I want to redo that. And I didn't think about that. And how am I going to do that? Right? Like, how do I be my authentic self? Like, I, right. you're right. Like, we, we have all these questions. Here's the challenge. 
If you try and chase 45 things, you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we all know? No more than three goals in yeah. 2022. And I'm going to ask you one of the goals. So your first goal I would challenge you on is simple. Volume, transactions, GCI, profit. And profit better be inside there. Otherwise, you will have not enough of it. That's the first goal. But the second goal has got to be, and you all said it in your own way, how am I going to put trust and likability, your brand, on steroids? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a market where you see more and more individuals, solo agents, small teams, large teams, everything else, are just going to push themselves out more, get more yeses, get more traction, get more people going to their website, following more on Instagram, ultimately interacting with them and doing more listings and sales. It's all the consumer data says 74% of consumers select someone that they know, like, trust, or they were referred by someone they know, like, and trust. So how are we going to do that? That would be number two. But challenge number three to keep it really simple is what is our goal for the number of listing appointments we're going to go on? I don't know that off the top of my head. I I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't do this because you were supposed to have it, but I'm challenging them to say, and and let's, we didn't talk about it, but while we're waiting, if you have a question, you need to put it inside there now and my team's going to help field it. So if you have a question for anybody here, you got to put it inside whatever platform you're on. There's a very real chance. I'm going to have a somber moment here. There's a very real chance that in the next 20 months, the DOJ NAR lawsuit gets finalized and buyer representation as we know it is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, gone, I think what's going to happen is there'll be one of three solutions. Agents won't know what to do, uh-huh. so there'll be a bunch of companies that overnight are started for, for $500, I'll represent you. Like an attorney yeah. would mm-hmm. write a contract for yep. you on LegalZoom for yep. X dollars. Yep. That's going to be a very real potential solution if, if, if this goes down. The second one is going to be a whole bunch of people are going to just be caught with their pants down, and they just said, well, I knew about it, but I heard about it, but I... And when it happens, if it happens, and I don't want it to happen, mm-hmm. if it happens, it's going to go like this on Tuesday. Yep. They're not going to say, yeah. hey, Bob Goldberg at NAR, we're going to give you guys three years to okay. work through your process to figure this out. The state of Washington has already enacted it. The DC marketplace has already enacted it. They're ready for this. So the, the second one, or the most important one, the third one, I should say, is going to be the agents that have figured out their buyer value add presentation where they can literally say to somebody, and this is what we do to represent you. And this is how we get paid. Mm -hmm. This is our fee structure. Now I'm challenging everybody on this because I started by saying you should have a goal for the number of listing appointments you go on. Yeah. You guys know from coming from the UK, did you look at real estate there? Like, oh, I loved you, it. I've always loved it. So is James. But but the market there is a 1% to 2% list side only, no yes. cooperation, so it's, it's which is more, all of Europe. It's much more simple. It's, sorry, sorry, it's much more straight, um, similar to what you're describing right. if, if right. the NAR comes through. The point is, okay, what's the solution? If that is the case, yes. if it happens, the solution is you want to be a listing agent. You want to yes. get as many listings as possible. And that goes back to the point what I was saying before. You then control the market. Yep. Bingo. That's your solution. The narrative. That's, what, that's why my third and most important goal is up in visual in your office, how many listing appointments you're going to go on. Because yep. whoever goes on the most, Timmy Smith has a goal of 300. Wow. 300. And he said, Good. what if I fail miserably and go like on 278? Right. And what if I only list 150 at an average sales price of 5 million? But there's like, also it'll niches. Be okay. Tom, there's also niches. It's like, you know, yes. you say listing appointments. Okay, well, you can categorize yourself. And I know this is specific for, for, right. for Adam and, right. and myself, really. Um, I, I am really good and Adam's really good at developing, like building houses, right? Mm-hmm. So that means the niche is working with developers. Yes. So you can go for, if I went for 100 listing appointments with with a, a mom and pop and James did, he'd probably get more than me, right? Mm-hmm. If I went for 100 listing, present, uh, um, listing yeah, appointments with developers, uh, or Adam did, for example, um, 
I'd probably get more than James did on that respect. Not that's sure. a competition, sure. but you go, you gravitate towards your strengths. It's yes. about strengths and weaknesses. Yes. So yes. listing appointments can be categorized into your comfort zone as well, where you 100%. think that you, are mo- you, you add the most value. Right. Okay. So By the way, with- don't turn down any, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, you do, send them saying. to me. So, saying, so look yeah. at the question that Nick Schwumaker is asking, and any one of you can answer, but let's let's try and do a bunch of these, team, right? So so a couple answers on this, and we'll go to the next one. So what was the one thing that catapulted your career, one consistent behavior? What was it? Anybody? I mean, the one thing um, was going to, honestly, to one of your events and coming away with this notion that this is not a one-man job and starting yes. a team. Yeah, but it's just not. Can, it's not a one man job. That's can somebody from my team go grab business. me several hundred dollars to hand? Yeah, that wasn't meant to be. You know, oh, some plug. Oh no, no, no! It's, it's I'll the, take it. Yeah, Number just, one coach, ten years in a row, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Tom Ferry in the house. <laughs> yeah, but, but starting a team and yes. building infrastructure and support yes. around me and my yes. efforts was the one yes. thing that catapulted. So I wasn't that proverbial chicken with its head cut off trying to do everything myself. Yeah. Take us, one of you take us back to the early days because that was the one thing that, like, what was the thing that, like, that was a clear answer of what catapulted. Right. Okay. What about you, Adam? This might not be so short-winded, so I apologize, but just kind of going back to what David was talking about, when I moved to Los Angeles and, and I got into this business, which was after watching Million Dollar Listing. And oh, and God. Don't before we were on it, by the way. <laughs> you told me this story. Oh, I'm like, if these guys can do this, I can do this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I learned pretty quickly, it's not that easy, especially no. when you're in a market no. where you don't have that many connections. You don't yeah. know a lot of people. You've got to yes. figure it out pretty quickly. There's got to be a business model that you can tap into that makes sense. And for me, since I realized... You know, I'm not going to get a listing competing against some of the best in the industry when people have no clue who I was. Yeah. I needed to figure out a different way. And that niche for me was development and working yes. with developers and right. understanding that segment of the business as best as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And developers are like the gift in real estate that keeps on giving. You know, they're not yes. out there buying one property every 10 years. Right. They're buying five to six properties a year sometimes. And, and then they're constantly turning them over. And sometimes more. The buy there's the buy, yeah. the yeah. sell, yeah. and then maybe... Yeah. Oh, no, the continuous. Continuous. Two there's two this unwritten rule, two, right? Yeah. Like if yes. you find them the property, at the very least, you're getting a piece of that back end. So, so Adam, what I'm hearing is similar to kind of playing off this conversation is find your niche, whether it is yeah. expired listings, a geographic farm, attorneys, your friend group, bicycle club. Doesn't matter what it is. The bar. I like to play golf, going out to the right. course and, you know, being at the country club or even at the municipal. Yes. Just everybody. Yes. a potential client. And then the only other thing I would say is find great partners. And if you don't have yes. great partners, find a great team. There's yes. nothing better yes. than working with great synergy, with amazing energy, with tremendous charisma, like you see with these yeah. animals in this room, and, and the bonds <laughs> that are built <laughs> over that, um, and the success that comes with that. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Kelsey, can you move that back over? Because I saw a bunch of questions, and I'll just kind of rapid fire, and I know you guys want to make it all organized and sexy. Oh. So what is your best advice? So Olga asked, what is your best advice... Uh, but you can't do that because then I can't see it. What is your best advice for open house preparation and how many hours do you think is effective? Lauren? (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily categorized by hours, but I think, again, putting real intention and if you are a Tom Ferry coaching client, or even if you're not, there's so much content on this. You don't need to like, reinvent the wheel like as Tom Ferry um, YouTube open yeah, house exactly. search All yeah things. Um, I, I look I built my business on open houses literally and yes. uh, I don't think there's a set number of hours that you need to no. put in it but the prep you need to do is first and foremost you obviously need to know everything about that house that's, when it yeah. last sold yeah. how much yeah. it sold for when it was built the square footage etc yeah. then you need to know everything that's on the market because that person that's walking into that open house likely saw three or four other properties that day there and you, you need to know what those properties are and how your house compares to it so you can speak to that yep. right well this house has a fourth bedroom well, this house has a bigger backyard, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Then you need to know what's sold. 
right? So you can speak to the comps because that person that's looking at that house in that one specific geographic area is probably obsessing over that geographic area and may know more than you do. So you have to train yourself to be the expert. And finally, you have to have a carrot to dangle, which means you have to know about something that's coming up that's off market in that area. So if they don't like that house, mm -hmm. you have something you can pivot them to, get their contact information, and give yourself a reason to follow up. You can't really top that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone else's open houses. He didn't have his own listings to sit. So he was right. also intentional right. about developing relationships Amen. with right. top agents Jeez. and right. being able to have those yeah, in areas and price points where I want to sell, people always ask me, how do you break in the luxury market? There's not any one answer, but one of it was I went to open house. I sat up houses in the areas where I wanted to work, where I wanted 100%. to pick up clients, where I wanted to build I was my say business. Real quick, two tips that we're working on right now. So with our agents, um, throwing away like business cards because it gives people the ability to just say, oh, I'll take one of your cards and I'll call Bingo. you. Love we always yes. have said like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I just ran out of my cards. Why don't I take your information and I can mm. get back to you? Yeah. And then the other, which we're again, diving deep on, which is food for thought is an experiential open house, meaning we're working to develop mm -hmm. what our experience is with our brand, everything from like scents to playlists to, you know, a doormat, like whatever it is, just thinking of ideas um, of what sets you apart. So they remember you and your brand as yes. they're going Love through it. open houses. Love yes. that. Love that. Lauren. I had a kid, I was in the gym and if you're watching, I apologize. I forget his name. <laughs> no, his name was Blue. But, but, oh. That's a very hard name. Yeah. So literally, you're my boy, Blue. He's like, he's like, he's like, dude. <laughs> exactly. I knew that was coming too. Yeah. And I'm sure I don't even know. Blue, you got to let me know. He's going to be in Orange County at the event. I think oh, one of you are speaking at. He literally said he walked up to me. I was outside, and he, you know, talking to my buddy. And he goes, "Hey, Tom, I don't have your contact information." And he just looked down, yeah, yeah, ready to type. And I was like. Well, my cell phone number is <laughs> the assumptive close. It wasn't, presumptuous. It wasn't yeah. like the assumptive close. Can I have yeah. your number to follow up? I'd love to be. Like, he was just like, I don't have your number, and love I need your contact. That. And he yeah. just looked down at his phone, and I was like, oh, All right, the, the, um, the amount good. of agents that have said to me, you know, I tell them, what do you say? How do you handle yourself at yeah. an open house? And they right. say the same thing, which is, client comes in, and the agent says to the client. Are you working with an agent? That is the worst question you can ask because the answer is going to be yes, yes. 100% yes. of the time. You give them, like John said, two pockets, something that gives you a reason to re-engage with them where you are the expert. They yeah. need you. So yes. if you can spin it in a way that you leave it like that, whether they have an agent or not, they're going to want to hear from you. And by so the way, even it's if you key. don't have anything because that happens sometimes, especially in right. a tight inventory market, right. it's easy enough to say, uh, you know what, w tell me more about what you're looking for. And they yeah. obviously will share openly, typically. You know what, I we may have something, like I used to do this all the yes. time, we might have something coming up. Let me look into that when yeah, I get back I to the office tomorrow. I can't remember which street it's on. And I'll follow on. up with you. At, like, what's your Love email? Like, They're going to want to know. Yeah. Correct. Thinking and you've about at you least more than you're opened the door them. and yes. started that. the conversation. I love that. Okay, so I see this question here. What's the one thing you're doing to put your brand on steroids? Video, 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 video. video. Tell, I remember tell you saying more. that once or twice yeah. at a couple of events. Okay, I have to write that down. Tell yes. me. <laughs> How do you spell that? Um, so, but video, why? Like video, because what? Of what what you do said you said earlier? Because of how do you differentiate yourself? Yes. Because you have to demonstrate your depth yes. of knowledge. Right. You have to be able to demonstrate that you. I mean, this is more in the room than it is necessarily on camera. But mm -hmm. you know, your empathy, your genuine yes. interest and concern yes. for them, their yes. well-being, putting their interests ahead of your own. But I think you have to be able to demonstrate 
that depth of knowledge and that you have the ability to walk and chew gum at the same time. Value. Yeah. Right. Value right. that's free of charge. Right. So if yes. you're consistently in front of people, so we actually have a full-time in-house videographer who's amazing. Big shout out to Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout, shout out to Jay-Z. Out. The fact that you guys got Jay-Z to come work with <laughs> as a videographer, I mean, this is a super team. Uh, Beyonce is now carrying the bags. <laughs> probably going to hire another one because yes. social and oh. video combined is it, that's its own pillar in and of itself. Yeah. So if you're willing to spend money, whether it's on realtor.com leads or uh, geo farming that you're not mm-hmm. going to reap any benefits from for months and months and months, like this is just another lead pillar that we're putting intention behind and investing in. Can I, can I add one thing to that? Because to the newer agent that, you know, can't bring a videographer in-house totally. necessarily, you, don't you know, it. you don't. Social media is about being authentic. It's about being raw. It's about being true to who you are. It's about getting comfortable with just getting the camera and speaking to it and not doing it 500 times and just putting it out there. I mean, if you are real and true and authentic to who you are and the message that you want to be, the most important thing about video social media is consistency, hands down. Don't do it once a week and expect results. Do it five times a week, every week, nonstop, people will start to realize who you are. You start creating your brand, your identity. And then when you can start producing videos, then you start taking it to a whole nother level. But just get comfortable with holding the phone like this and shooting content. You have a phone, you have a gimbal and partner with someone who also wants to do video content and you trade off. And it can be everything from previewing properties to uh, market updates, which we do once a month right now, to a mix of... um, whether it's upcoming listings, behind yes. the scenes for a house you're getting ready behind to Behind the scenes. Whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yes. yes. So I have a client. I'm spacing on her name. I apologize. Her name is not Blue, but Blue. She <laughs> uh, She's probably late 60s. Her nine-year-old granddaughter was doing all of her videographer work. Oh, wow. Wow. She was like, this, I think. right? Yes. She, she pays her. And then I said, you know what you should do? You should put her in the show. Yes. So instead of the grandmother being the sort of expert, all of a sudden now she was like, so honey, what do you think a buyer should do in this situation? And and the nine-year-old would be like, well, grandma, you know, blah, 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 blah. And people are like, bring her on every listing appointment. It was so brilliant. That's like like the helicopter tours I did with my mom. People love that. Remember I did those Mega Man tours. I was like, I'm going to take my mom on the helicopter. Yeah. By the way, I'm putting my 13-year-old to work. Amen. But, but, the thing that for all of us is, and I hope the person gets, it's about being resourceful, but you said it earlier, it's being authentic. Yeah, I want to all about It's that. being real. It really is. I typically, at least prior to, you know, being with these guys and having a full-time videographer was not somebody who was super comfortable being on camera. Yeah. And I think maybe that's hard for some people to believe because- It's your horrible looks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I get in front of the camera, the nerves kind of go away and like it usually turns out okay. And we have an amazing team behind us that, that certainly helps me to look better and, and perform better and, and probably come off better than I actually am. So we do these little videos where I'm just sitting there talking to the camera. Yes. And all of a sudden, you never know who that's going to get in front of. Yeah. It, you know, it's a reel. It comes up on someone's most recommended. Right. We get a random email the other day from the producer at KTLA, and now we're the correspondents on Good Day LA. You know, just because you we're here, here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's you walked in, you rock star. And, and all of a sudden, the reach is that much larger, yeah. Yeah. right? So you just never know. And it's just so apparently obvious that, like, video is the platform that transforms industry, and specifically this industry. We worked with someone that said, if a picture speaks a thousand words, then a video speaks volumes. Right. I'd right. Like that. Yeah. And the thing I would yeah. say to somebody that if you just if you're just dipping your toe into video, it's to remember that 
you might only get 50 views, but 50 views is bigger than most classrooms. Absolutely. If you get 250, that's about the same size as the average movie theater. And wow. if you get a thousand, you just talk to an auditorium of people. Yep. Wow. And if you hit on Reel or on YouTube Shorts, you're going to get those numbers every single time. 350, yeah. 400, 350, 400. And all of a sudden, it only takes one takes person. One. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you got to get over this notion of, oh, I'm waiting for something to go viral. Or like, I mean, Courtney, we have like 8 million videos. How many have gone viral? I think two, two, one on how to, you know, how the rich manage their money and that mindset Monday that all of a sudden on shorts got like 90,000 views, Mm -hmm. right? Which typically they would get like five or six or 7,000 views, right? So the point is it's reps. It's just putting in the reps, doing it. Just like making phone calls, just like calling a for sale by owner with somebody asked about. All right. So we now have to go into a coaching session. Yes. Love it. You guys are like, excited no, no coaching. No, very the excited. Last time no, very excited. excited. The whiteboard the whiteboard is very like, like an yeah. So, so we're going to put all their contact information up. Yes. Okay. But uh, it, just closing thoughts really fast. And then let's go, let's go jam a little bit. So closing thoughts for everyone to go first. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Closing thoughts, go. Whatever you do, um, be, and back to Adam's point, be true to yourself because you have to enjoy it and you want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, so find your niche, whatever it is, and really be true to it. Niche to reach. Love it. My firstly, thank you for tuning in. I would say the glass is half full. The glass is half full. It's about breathing positivity, going out, being your best self, and just remembering that no matter where you are, there's room for growth. You should be your own biggest competition and go out and kill it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'll say that uh, however much money you want to make, however much money you want to target making, will be directly proportionate to the amount of value that you're able to bring. So find new ways to add more value. Right. Can I say that differently? Yeah, please Because I agree 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm fixated by whoever solves the most problems. That's a great way of putting it. Because mo- yeah. like, how do we deliver value? We yeah, solve problems. Mm. There's no homes on the market. I can solve that for yeah. you. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So same thing. Yeah, we're, we're problem solvers and solution finders. I mean, that's a big part all of what day. we do. Firefighters put out fires all day. Right. right. Yeah. You know, right. But, all day long. Yeah. Yeah. All day CEOs, right? All day long. Adam? I would just say, even if you're not the most confident, you know, put in the reps. It's one day at a time. Be an enthusiast. You're mm-hmm. going to learn over the course of time. People will eventually learn to look at you as an expert. It will start to snowball. And you better learn it. You better come correct because you're probably going up against us. And, <laughs> right. us. and if oh. you ain't going up against us, come join, join us. us. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and if you need help on how to beat them, I can <laughs> just join right, us. The queen of the show here, Lauren, closing thoughts. Oh, as we wrap it up. Mindset, 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 yeah. regardless if we're in a good market, a down market, a changing market, whatever, you have to give yourself the gift of uh, giving yourself value each day. Um, and I'll actually share yeah. with you my well top read for this um, past year that Ooh, I just yeah. ended the last, I'm sure you've read it, um, just read and I made him read too, yep. um, is Gap in the Game. Um, yeah. Highly recommended. He doesn't know it. There's no way this guy. There's, I don't know it. Gap in the game. And there's there's a line in it. Okay. There's a line in it that says, if you have more than three priorities, you don't have any. Wow. Which is what you One, said earlier. two, three, too many, That's right? One thousand percent. Have you read on that note how to not die? Yes. Oh, that's so terrifying. Good. You'll never want to eat it, anything it, again. You'll never eat anything. I'm, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm allergic to everything. I can't <laughs> yes. eat anymore. All right. So thank you so much, thank my you. team. Thank you guys thank so much you. for setting this up. Thank have you. a great start to the new year. If you have not gone to TomFerry.com, figure it out. 
events, where we're going to see you next. Make sure you do that today. And if we can help in any way, shape, or form, topfairy.com, somewhere on there, there's a button that says help. And we would love to do that for you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll thank see you guys soon. Thank Take you. care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.